Hi, Simeon Sumit here, and welcome to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2021 Sao Paulo Grand Prix. And coming into this weekend in Brazil, this will be the third and final sprint weekend of the 2021 F1 season. And for those of you who forgot or need a refresher on what the sprint weekend looks like, on Friday we have FP1 and then the normal qualifying format. But then on Saturday we have FP2 and then the sprint qualifying, which is basically a shortened race, but it's not called a race because they want to keep the integrity of the Grand Prix, so it's just called the sprint. And then finally on Sunday we have the main Grand Prix. So going into this weekend, Red Bull had come off the back of a double podium in Mexico City with Verstappen winning the race and Sergio Perez taking a home podium in P3. And um, a common trait that Mexico City and Sao Paulo have was that their tracks are both high altitude. So people were wondering if the Red Bulls could keep that strong pace into Brazil and come home with another win. Yeah, we're going on to FP1. It was Mercedes who struck the first blow with Lewis Hamilton taking P1 by a good margin too, by nearly four tenths, because the Mercedes has Mercedes had some really good straight line speed that weekend. Verstappen was second ahead of Perez, who was looking very consistent. Valtteri Bottas fourth, and Pierre Gasly again super top five. Then came the two Ferraris of Sainz and Leclerc, who came off the back of some really good points in Mexico to strengthen their grip on third place in their battle with McLaren, ahead of the two Alpines of Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll, rounding off the top 10 for Aston Martin. So, the next session was the regular qualifying format. And all the drivers needed, um, despite their lack of track time, had to make sure to get the right setup for qualifying. So they just had that one practice session to get all the data they needed before that qualifying. So in Q1, Nikita Mazepin, Mick Schumacher, George Russell, Nicholas Latifi, and Lance Stroll were all eliminated. Stroll in the Aston Martin was a big surprise. Yeah, he's never gotten out of Q1 in Brazil, and he was really hoping to do that in this re- this year, but unfortunately, he couldn't do it. Going on to Q2, then, it was Antonio Giovinazzi out in Q2 in 14th, and Kimi Raikkonen in his final Brazilian Grand Prix in P13. And Brazil, I think, holds a special place in his heart because, of course, in Brazil, he won the 2007 World Championship ahead of Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton in that very close battle back in 2007. Yuki Sonoda finished in P12. Sebastian Vettel only managed 11th, and yeah, and that's that was Q2. And now going on to the top 10 in Q3, or Esteban Ocon was also eliminated in Q2, and then his teammate Fernando Alonso was able to get through that was a big disappointment for Alpine because they were looking to get both cars into Q3 so that they could score some good points and edge closer to AlphaTauri. Going on into Q3 too, it was Lewis Hamilton who in the end took pole position after some very good laps and he wasn't really challenged at all by Max Verstappen who finished P2. 
Then came Valtteri Bottas in third, ahead of Sergio Perez, Pierre Gasly, Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, Daniel Ricciardo, and Fernando Alonso. Mm-hmm. Gasly once again impressing in his Alfa Tauri, qualifying ahead of both Ferraris and um, McLarens, and crucially ahead of the Alpines in their battle for the in the Constructors' Championship. But all the drama then happened after qualifying, when Red Bull were noticing some really suspicious stuff about Mercedes' straight line speed, because we've known in the past that Mercedes has ten has normally been a much stronger engine than Honda, but in Brazil their engine was looking unusually quicker, and then so they found out that Hamilton's rear wing was actually it exceeded the maximum amount of gap that it could open it exceeded that amount which is why they had more pace down the straights so lewis hamilton was disqualified from qualifying and would start the sprint at the back of the grid but remember he also came into this weekend with a five place grid penalty for taking new engine components Mm -hmm. so the fia have this device where it is measured 85 millimeters and if they can't fit that device through the rear wing then it's legal but if they can fit that device through the rear wings opening then that rear wing is illegal and that was able to pass through hamilton's rear wing yeah so hamilton was disqualified and will start at the back of the grid for the sprint but going on into saturday there's still fp2 before the sprint and very surprisingly it was fernando alonso that finished the session in p1 it was very surprising for Alpine. Max Verstappen finished second ahead of Valtteri Bottas. And it was not just one Alpine who was looking quick. It was also the other one of Esteban Ocon in P4 ahead of Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez. Antonio Giovinazzi finished in seventh. Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc and Kimi Raikkonen rounded off the top 10 in FP2. And going on now into the sprint, Hamilton demonstrated one of like the, the best drives of his life. Even though it wasn't the actual race and it was just a sprint, he still showed that he would have a ton of pace on the race, and which he did end up showing in the race. Mm-hmm. So at the start of the sprint, um, Verstappen was actually the one that lined up on pole then after Hamilton's disqualification. But Verstappen got a good start. But Bottas got an even better one, and he was able to pass the Red Bull into turn one. And also a good start from Carlos Sainz, who went up into P3. And those two just stayed there. Sainz also defending against Sergio Perez. And Hamilton was fighting his way through the field. And Gasly, even though he started P4, he kind of had a bad start, and he dropped down the field. Yeah, Hamilton, just at that one, like, at the first corner, he overtook four cars, the two Williams and the two Hasses, and in the end, he climbed his way up all the way to P5. He was just taking one car at a time, passing them down the main straight, and then into turn one. It was just a really good drive from him, and he showed that he is still a driver with a ton of talent. Mm -hmm. So that would mean he'd start the race from P10. Yeah, so at the end of the sprint is Valtteri Bottas, who won the sprint, took taking his second sprint out of three race out of three sprints. He won from Verstappen. Then came Carlos Sainz, just ahead of Sergio Perez. Lewis Hamilton finished fifth from the back of the grid. Lando Norris sixth. Charles Leclerc seventh. 
Pierre Gasly 8th, Esteban Ocon 9th, and Sebastian Vettel rounding off the top 10. So going on into Sunday now in the main Grand Prix, it was at lights out we saw Max Verstappen get away well and kind of do what Bottas did to him in the sprint. He got Verstapp he got Bottas at turn one and Perez was trying to get him get past him as well but just couldn't get him at turn one or through the Santa S's. But behind them there was a lot of drama going on because Sainz had or Norris had gotten a good start and he and Sainz was aware of that so he tried to move right to cover Lando to like kind of squeeze him to the wall but then Lando Norris got just got ahead and Sainz clipped Norris's left rear tire and Norris got a puncture and he had to do the whole lap with a punctured tire mm-hmm. yeah and Hamilton meanwhile was making places straight from the start Verstappen also was getting a good start and passed Bottas into turn one. Yeah, and then but then at the second at the down the retro pasta after that corner, then we saw Bottas go wide, which allowed Perez to slip through and make it a Red Bull one two. But it wasn't just Bottas who went wide, it was also the two Ferraris of Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc along with the Alpha Tauri. And then, but then, so, the after the Red Bulls were got away well, they were kind of ahead, but Hamilton was also still making up his way through the field. Luckily, Bottas, though, was able to keep third after making his mistake, so he was able to push on ahead and catch the two Red Bulls. And the Red Bulls were starting to pull away when all of a sudden a safety car was called out because of a crash between Yuki Sonoda and... One of the Alfa Romeos, it was Antonio Giovinazzi. It was Lance Stroll and the Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Stroll, Yuki Sonoda said that Stroll wasn't looking where he was going, and Sonoda sent one down the inside. It, he looked pretty clean, though. He was clean on the brakes. He looked like he was going to make the corner, but then Stroll turned in, and then they crashed, and there was a lot of debris on the track, which caused them to bring out the safety car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really slowed down the Red Bull's pace. It did look like that crash that Sonoda did go for a dive bomb, but then again, Stroll could have given him more space. Yeah, I think the penalty that the stewards gave to Sonoda was kind of harsh. I think that was more of a racing incident. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, so Hamilton was just charging his way through the field, and he was able to get past. He he was let past by his teammate Bottas. Bottas actually slowed down a lot to let his teammate by, and then Verstappen and uh, Hamilton chased after Perez and was able to get him. Even though Perez defended quite well, but then he was able to get past Perez and he chased after Verstappen, and then came another controversial clash between them when at the same corner Bottas ran wide. Um, Hamilton tried to go around the outside of Verstappen, but then Verstappen kind of forced him off the track. It looked like that he didn't turn in as much as he could have, or he braked too late and he wasn't going to make the corner, but both of them ran wide, and in the end, Verstappen didn't end up getting a penalty for that. Mm-hmm. They even investigated after the race, like the Mercedes requested a right of review, because they claimed to have evidence that wasn't available to the stewards during the race. And also, another thing that happened in the race was adding to the um 
other DNF of Lance Stroll was Daniel Ricciardo's McLaren. His Mercedes engine lost power and he had to retire. So that might cause some concern at Mercedes about their reliability. Yeah, it was a shame that Ricciardo had to DNF because he was on a good race finishing streak until this retirement. And Lando Norris was also fighting his way back through the field. After getting a puncture and getting dropped back down the field, he managed to fight his way all the way back up to P10. Yeah. So at the end of the race, Lewis Hamilton won the Brazili- won the Sao Paulo Grand Prix to close his gap to Max Verstappen in the championship. Max Verstappen only managed second, but it was still good that he beat another Mercedes of Valtteri Bottas. Sergio Perez finished fourth in the hen- in the end, ahead of the two Ferraris of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, who once again scored big points in their fight against McLaren. Then came Pierre Gasly, who scored just ahead of the two Alpines, Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso. And Lando Norris, after his lap one puncture, managed to recover to 10th. Mm-hmm. And Perez did take the fastest lap away. From the Mercedes, so Red Bull got that extra point. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast, and be sure to join us next time when we take a look at the 2021 Qatar Grand Prix. Thank you.